shit. Okay. Brew review. Cool. Okay. What else I want to talk about? Oh, I think that's it. All right. So I do a I had a report of a a gang of ten year olds on siege yesterday. Did you? I uh I recorded the whole video. Ca- Dude, it was literally team kills every fucking round. Yeah. And we still won. And we still won. It was like it was like we played uh, a round and we won. And then, you know, the next round when we defend, it's like team kill. It's like they don't they didn't want to play defense. I'm like, guys, like, what the fuck? And so, you know, the last match comes around. They all end up killing each other, and I'm the last one left. And I was like, all right, I got this. I just hold it down, and we win. I'm like, I can't every fucking round. So, you know, they didn't want to defend. Dude, it was fucking ridiculous. So, I, it wasn't even defense, dude. Like, every round, they would just fucking kill us and kill each other. But how did they not get kicked from the game? Because it's ranked. Oh. So I screen kept the whole thing and I sent it to Ubisoft directly. I was like, "Hey, do something with these fucking kids." I'm not doing nice. this. Hey, I, I, casual. Hey. I'd maybe get casual. Yeah. But ranked? Are you fucking serious gay, right now? Gay police in the world right now. Jesus, it's ridiculous, that. man. If you would have talked to me, I don't know, like five years ago, I would have been like, "No, man, everybody should be able to buy M-rated games." But now it's like, <laughs> I was like, "Dude, give me, give me IDs. Right? If you can't buy booze, you can't buy siege." Hey, man, that's not bad. It's true though. Yeah, I was just playing a little bit today. Man, I've come to the conclusion that I absolutely love Villa. Yeah, Villa's a good map. It's a fantastic map, but... I'm still learning it. It's yeah. a little wonky, Th- Yeah, but it's definitely a little bit of getting lost a little bit still. <laughs> a-, a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah, it feels like something straight out of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, you ready, man? Born ready. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 75. 75. Yes, sir. Uh, so... Uh, I may have to pop in and out because my dogs were acting up, but I don't want to keep them outside because it is a blistering, brutal, humid, disgusting 100-degree day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. So, yeah, hopefully they don't die out there, particularly the big one because <laughs> I paid a lot of money for him. And uh, and he's got all that fur, man. And he got all that fur, yeah. And he's fucking, again, I mean, his shedding is just, ugh. It's, God forbid, horrible, terrible. Okay, real quick. Uh... So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, this is uh, your first Father's Day. This is my very first one. Uh, I want to, because I have a couple of notes, so this was the second note. So we actually went to IHOP today, right? I went on uh, 79th in Harlem, and I recommend that nobody ever goes to this fucking horrible, horrible IHOP. It is fucking hot in there. And not like, like, oh my God, there's a lot of people in here hot. Like, they don't have the AC on hot. On a 100 degree day? Yeah. It was fucking brutal, and like the servers are like sweating and everything like that. Man, you should have just passed out right there and sued I, them. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, man, how do you fucking do that? Shit. But yeah, so kind of going on with that, this is something I wanted to talk about, the whole IHOB thing. You right? know what that stands for, right? Yeah, International House of Burgers. No, no, no. It's uh, I assure you that hell is not a myth. Uh, it's it's the lines from fucking... There, there's a lot of interpretations, oh, okay. but it's the line from Matt Copy Page. that. International House of Burgers. So I guess it's just a promo thing that they're doing. I just thought it would be funny to kind of talk about first. And it actually tied into my horrible experience at a high up this morning. But uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Kind of fun. Uh, so let's do your brew review thing because we'll talk about Bourbon Street and after, after cool, that. Cool, cool, cool. So we went... Um Brew happened yesterday, me and the girlfriend. Very cool. And the reason is because we picked up these cool little jinky little passports. Mm -hmm. So uh, the whole idea behind these is that uh, like participating breweries Mm -hmm. give you a sticker and sign your stuff when you order a craft beer from them. Oh, okay. And the whole idea is, you know, you kind of see where you went, see what you like. Yeah. And you get 40 of these and then you mail this whole passport in and then you get some cool perks and stuff and you get an invitation to Fobab, which is 
the competition thing where they decide what the beer of the year is. Okay. And I had a buddy go last year. He was, said it was great. Everybody's handing out free samples. He was trashed in like an hour. Mm. So uh, we actually have four right now, which, nice. which is, you know, nice because we hit three of those yesterday. Yeah. But I'm just going to go over the the three we went to. So sure. the first one, we picked up passports at Blue Nose. It's local. I yeah. love it. It's great. And you love it, yeah. Yeah, You're it's a great. Fan. So um, then we went to this place called More Brewing out in Lombard. Um, so it's a, it's also a restaurant, and the food there is fucking great. We oh. had cheese curds, which are probably the best fucking cheese curds I've ever had in my life. Very cool. And we both got this thing called the Black Bean Burger. And so what I thought it was, it I thought it was a burger with black beans and some other stuff on it, right? Yeah. Turns out it's a fully veggie burger. It does. It's oh. not beef. The patty is made out of like a black bean mix with like corn and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's really soft and great. And there's avocado on it. Oh, it was fucking great, dude. Cool. I was like, damn. If all vegetarian food was like this, I'd, I'd, yeah, no, no reason easily, to stay. Yeah, easily. That okay. place was awesome. The beer I had there was called Fruited. You said it's in Lombard. Yeah, it's in Lombard. Uh, these three were within two miles of each other, so you could hit all three in, in a day. Cool. So the beer there I had was Fruited. It was a like. Raspberry, blackberry, pomegranate. Mm. They just, it's like, imagine all these fruits being filtered through and passed in. It was like, uh, it, my girlfriend described it as a liquid popsicle. It was really good. Ooh. And she had the strong hand, which was also fruity, but more, I wouldn't call it a hoppy. It was definitely a beer like more, more beery. More beery, yeah. yeah. And it had some pretty cool aftertaste on both of them. So okay. I recommend those. They got a pretty oh. solid list. Food there is excellent. Highly recommend it. All right. What's the name of this place again? This place is called More Brewing. More Brewing. Okay. Yes. Uh, the next place we went to smells like your grandma's basement. Take a moment. Let that settle in. Oh, my that musky have, wood smell. My grandma doesn't have a basement. That musky wood. You know those like wood panel liners? Yeah. yeah. On the walls. Yeah. It was that everywhere. It was like total hole in the wall bar called Lunar. Okay. Uh, it was pretty good, man. We had, uh, I had the jumping cow. You know me. I like my kind of fruity stuff. Yeah. So this was a uh, like a pseudo stout mm -hmm. with fruity, uh, with like fruity flavors <laughs> mixed in. It was all right. It was good. It was like a strawberry cream almost. Okay. It was pretty good. Very nice. My girlfriend had something more of an IPA because she likes those no, I, I was beery thinking, beers. I was thinking about this. So if we if we take this all the way back to the very beginning of this podcast and Gabe's just like I don't drink beer. And now three, he's yeah, three years ago. He just fucking broke out with stout a second ago. That's okay. Keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, I slowly reintroduced because I had the whole stomach pumping thing. Yeah, way back when. But um, I, I really do like the atmosphere there. They got a jukebox with some Sinatra in it. It's fucking Ooh. great. So if you're looking for like, it 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 looked like the bar the bar of uh, the Departed. That's okay. what it Very looked cool. and felt All like. Right. And then the last one. I was blown the fuck away. Uh, this place is called Noon Whistle. And like I said, all three of these are within five-minute drive of each other. It's great. Okay. Um, so Noon Whistle is a strictly uh, booze only. They don't do food. Um, it is. It was packed when we went in. Uh, moderately packed. Totally worth it. I had this thing called uh, the Guava Ghost. Mm -hmm. It is a guava beer with lemon zest. That shit is so good. That does sound good. Uh, my girlfriend had a grapefruit beer that was also good. We bought glassware because it was it was fucking fantastic. I yeah. highly recommend this place. And here's the thing. Um, this Friday, uh, Thursday, they're releasing a new craft beer. Okay. And then Friday, they're having a pizza puff food truck. Mm. So catch me at Noon Whistle this Friday <laughs> evening. Noon Whistle. Okay. Um, it's I, I dig it, man. It's really cool. It's simple layout. It's nothing like, you know special yeah but the beer is what makes it 
special. They got a whole list of fucking things. And they have a crazy seasonal rotation. They have like two or three seasonal beers that just go in and out called wow. the Smack Series. And they're Think, Think Sour Sisters on crack. So you, you're going to like the Guava Goes. That's really good. And then, yeah, man, check that shit out. So yeah. I, I highly recommend all three. Uh-huh. So those are the four we went to. We're probably going to hit four more next week. Wow, wow. You guys are so, dedicated to this, huh? Well, because the escape room we're going to next week, mm-hmm. there's three breweries within that vicinity. Oh, so you're just going to knock so, them all at once? Pick up your passport, man. We could do this together. Yeah, we might have to do that. We gotta, we gotta catch them all. It's like Pokemon, Pokemon IRL. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, it's fun. It's a cool little thing. Um, use the hashtag Drink Illinois. Uh, there's a website. Follow your local brewery, and they'll mark where you can pick up passports. It's a cool little thing, man. Yeah, fun. So even if you don't mail it in, or even if you don't hit the forty, yeah, you, know, yeah. you could just kind of look through and see, like, oh, we went here and here and you're here. exploring. Yeah, man, it's fun. I, I genuinely dig it because, like, I feel like it's a lot of uh, as you get older, like a lot of it's like, well, I want, I kind of want to do something outside of the box, but you're like, you're comfortable with like your your hit oh, local, absolutely. There's your local a routine spots. in a yeah. set kind of rut you're used to exactly. But with this, like, it, it couldn't have worked out any better. We yeah. were in the Oak Brook area yesterday yeah. and then i was like oh shit there's three right next to us let's do it yeah so yeah Very man it was, cool. it was good stuff and yesterday was like a good day because it was like 95 yeah which isn't crazy mm-hmm. you know but it's, it's like nice wasn't violently weather. wasn't violently humid either like the humidity yeah, is fucking just nasty mm-hmm. right now so yeah all the booze we had yesterday was great mm-hmm. i was taking a shower man and i was just sweating booze it was great <laughs> so check those three out definitely recommend it uh-huh. um and i i don't think you've actually because we went to Blue Nose. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've said anything about it. How do you like Blue Nose? I do like it. It was, it was good. I like the, the very chill environment because I think Nikki even said it. He's like, when you go to bars on a Saturday night, people are just climbing on top of each other and you have to deal with like This was very like, yeah, man, very the, chill. We, we agree because Blue Nose, um, square footage wise, there is a th- there was a similar bar with the square footage wise. Yeah. And it just wasn't as tall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. That that one felt a lot more crowded yeah. and stuff because they had stuff. But Blue Nose has a great fucking ambiance. Yeah, and then and the beer and the beers are very good too. So. Do you have a favorite out of the bunch? Because oh, it was the pineapple right. one. I forgot what they called it. The pineapple one. It was. They a, don't have a pineapple. No, they beer. had a it was the soaker. Oh, was it the soaker? Yeah, one know. of them has pineapple in them. And that, soaker that was good. Um, that was probably my favorite one. Cool hair, still definitely. Yeah, there. that was. I signed scene. up for. They have a club subscription. Oh wow! So for sixteen bucks, you get two crawlers. And you get the monthly gift. Mm-hmm. And this month's gift was a float. Mm-hmm. So I went in on Wednesday and I got, <laughs> yeah, right. I got a, it was the, the raspberry sour beer yeah, yeah. with vanilla ice cream float. Wow. That shit was so good. Yeah. yeah. That sound good. Nice. So check it out. Man. That was your Saturday night then, huh? That was my Saturday night. And right. I would say it was pretty successful. Very cool. Oh, one more thing. I All also right. picked up uh raspberry cream tobacco for my pipe. Mm. That shit smells really good. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to smoke it yet, but I am excited for Expect that. Expect that review coming yeah. up, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm not going to review tobacco well, on this thing. Uh, number one and number two. So last, whatever day that was, do we podcast? We podcast on a Saturday, right? Yes, sir. So last Saturday night, uh, we went, to me and my wife went to have my grammar school reunion with my, with my friends from grammar school. Uh, we went to Bourbon Street again. Nice, nice. Uh, and I will say, I don't know, maybe last time I was just extremely hammered. Uh, but I don't recall the outside area being so big. It was like a very, very the whole, whole patio. Yeah, it was very, very big. Um, so we had a good time. Uh, they had the UFC fight on, which I was going to watch anyway, and watch CM Punk get absolutely destroyed. Um, and yeah, it was a good time. We had a good time. Got crunked. Went to a Mexican restaurant uh, in in the area. We had a good time. Uh, that was number one. Number two, um, in that because I went to go like the Facebook page for it. They have a place called Black Sheep. 
I believe it's in Orland. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, been to Black Sheep before. Oh, how was it? Um, it's a very, it's a pseudo club environment. It's always packed. There's mm-hmm. always a live DJ Saturday nights. Oh, cool. Um, it's okay. I wouldn't really say that we would casual or frequent such a place. Okay, just kind of knowing the way we are as yeah. a collective. Yeah, I get you. So, because like I maybe next year when we get together, because I think this is gonna become like. A, well, they're talking about doing it like next month. I'm like, bro, I need you to give me a year to recover from. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had like nine shots and stuff. I I go too hard with with these people. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I just I go too hard. Um, but um. Yeah, we had a good time. And last night, we actually went to uh, NXT, the wrestling event again. Oh, cool, cool, uh, cool. For the second year in a row. And we had a fucking blast and had a good time. Uh, the seats were very close. This was like ringside. We were like right there. Uh, cool we, beans. And we had a blast and had a good time. What'd you pay for tickets? Uh, $100 a piece. It's like ringside. Like I said, it's right there. Uh, not quite on camera side, but like right off. So we, like, we were on the floor and was able to. Oh, so you still got they were pretty at, much front row. Oh, yeah. They were, they were eye level. So I mean, actually, let me pull up a picture for you real quick so you can see. That's cool. $100 bucks is not bad for that kind of event. Actually. No, no, it's not. And. Um, well, let me pull this up real quick. This was the spot. Like, the dude's, like, right fucking there. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is up close and personal. Yep. Me, I mean, Adrian decided that next year we're going to do barricade, like, beyond the barricade uh, when they cool, do. Cool, man. Because it's a little, it's a, you know, it's like 300 bucks a seat, but it's, like, it's right there. And me and Adrian are kind of short. So, so it uh, works out, man. Yeah, we kind of have It's to. like when we're on the barricade front row. Yeah. Except... At eye level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we had a good time again. Good uh, stuff, man. I recommend stuff. it. Uh, even if you're not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, you'll still have fun at this. You know, I've been wanting to go to an event for a while, and I have I have a buddy who went to a to a Raw event, yeah. like, I don't know, probably like half a decade ago, yeah. and he swears that it was garbage. And I'm mm. like, I don't know, man. Maybe you just made it garbage. Well, no, the thing is, like, I wouldn't – me at this point, I mean, I've been to a lot of WWE events – uh, they are fun, but like for like a raw, it's too long. Like it's three hours of you just sitting there, not, not including all the stuff they do beforehand. And it's like it's just a basic run of the mill kind of a day. They don't do anything special. But if you were going to like a pay per view event, they do have the special matches and all the fun stuff. Copy that. Uh, NXT that was a three hour event, but that had a one hour pre show and then the two hour show, and it was only five matches or seven matches total if you count the first two. Um, so it wasn't like. Crazy. You're not sitting there forever. You're not losing your mind, and you're not, you know, everything you care about. You know, we were at uh, Cheesy's the other day. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. But um, they had posters for, like, local. Like, there's, like, a whole wrestling thing going on in LaGrange. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we should we can hit get that up. pissed drunk at that and, yeah. and enjoy that. We could try that out. Because it's, like, a $5 yeah. cover, you yeah. know? Uh, we could try it. Uh, maybe next year when they come, maybe I'll, I'll bring you guys along, and you yeah, guys can exper- be experiment the fun. It'll because it's be a spectacle. Fun. It's always, you know, they have the beautiful production, and... All that good stuff. So that was our uh, that was just our notes section. Let's yeah. actually get into the meat and <laughs> yeah, potatoes. We're, we're about fifty minutes in. Uh, already. Let's talk movies. You got first topic. All right, so we'll do the top five Pixar movies. And uh, here, here's the deal, right? As I went through the list of Pixar films, there's there's a lot less on there than I thought. You think so? There's twenty movies that are out right now. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, but like when you talk about quality, though, yeah, they're they're all on the higher end yeah uh i think maybe like cars 2 is like the worst but like i never saw it but you know i don't really expect a lot of cars 2 i liked cars 1 but it wasn't it, i don't think cars cracks my top five by itself that is a okay yeah and we're gonna so you're probably gonna have like what two toy story movies in your top five yeah actually yeah, yeah i figured <laughs> okay so and hang on i think i could guess your list all right go ahead um you're going to have Toy Story 3 on there. Yes, I am. You're going to have Inside Out on there. Yes, I am. You're going to have um, Finding Dory. No. No, not Finding no. Dory. Uh, so it's between Toy Story 1 and 2. I'm going to go with 1 because it's the OG. Yep. <laughs> um, have you seen Coco? 
I have. Is it's probably your top five because you're Hispanic and that hits the feels. Uh Um, Yeah, four. That's four. Yeah. Um, Damn, I'm pretty good at this. This last one's probably going to be a wild card. Um, Is it The Incredibles? It, okay, so that's he, the properly number six. Th- this this is why it's so hard because I'm like because you like you said you call it the very I think the first four for me are very very easy right yeah then the the the, the fifth one is like there's Wally up there's a, there's up there's Incredibles like that one's hard that fifth spot's very very hard Monsters I, University or what, Monsters Inc Monsters Inc like that one's hard Finding Nemo I'm probably yeah I'm probably gonna have to go uh, probably Incredibles I'm gonna have to go. But like Wally was a very close, close like five and a half. Like it was very very. That's close. fine. Wally's a good one. Yeah, it's very very. This close. is this is actually a quality list. Yeah. If this shit, if you showed somebody this list and they didn't like yeah. know Pixar, they'd probably be like, "This is the best of." Yeah. Like no, Easy. this is their whole discography. Right because here. like, because uh, like one one was kind of hard for me because I really 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 loved Inside Out. We talked about it when it came out. I yeah. was a big big fan of it. Um. So that was. It was between that and Toy Story three because Toy Story three to me is still the best thing that Pixar's ever done because it's probably the best Prison Escape movie of all time in my opinion. That's fair. Yeah. So um, and it just gets me more hyped for Toy Story four. But yeah, that's that's my top five. Gabe, you did a pretty good job. Of cool, man. Me. Do you think you guess mine? Uh, I know Incredibles is on there. Uh, the first Incredibles is yes. Yeah. Uh, I know that's on there. I w- I don't know how big you are. In f- I don't think you liked Finding Nemo that much. Or Finding Dory. I actually, Finding Dory is on there. I really Finding Dory it. was on there. Okay. I didn't call it Blasphemous, man, but it's I don't weird. know. Finding okay. Dory just hit me in some spots. Because I know I, I know we liked it. Because we saw it together, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, I know you liked it, but I don't know you liked it that much. I liked it better than the first one, actually. Uh, I thought, it, it, for me at least, and like I said, call, call no, it no, Blasphemous. No, no, I no. Mean, I think Finding Dory is like a Terminator 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Finding Emil was good, but it, at, you know, at the end of the day, you have some good quotes and that's it. But Finding Dory... Has a lot of behind the scenes kind of layers. And yeah, okay. that's just my opinion. Yeah, I get you. So that's two. Um, I'll give you a hint. One of them is a total fucking like wild card. Bugs Life. Yep, that's the, <laughs> that's the wild card. I figured you would like that. Bugs I, Life is I, really good. I try to time it out. I'm like, okay, I'm like, what? Because I'm assuming you watched it a lot when you were Gabe's a kid, right? Timeline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you like it because of that. I'm gonna say one of the Toy Stories. I'm not sure which one. Two, two. Wow, you like two, huh? I like two a lot, man. Wow, probably the same kind of deal. Timeline thing. Um. That in conjunction with I haven't seen three yet. That's still that's still waiting. That's Ma- still waiting. Maddie, make this man sit down and watch this movie with you. <laughs> Jesus. For those of you who haven't heard that, my girlfriend just said I can't get him to watch anything but mob movies. Well, well, you gotta you gotta sit down and watch Toy Story three. I think guessing my top mob movies might be easier than this. Oh yeah, well, Goodfellas is number one. That'd be just like yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're not gonna talk about that, right? We'll probably get that's another top ten for another day. How about that? Yeah, by all means. Um, somebody that I got is that three? That's because we got Bugs Life, Incredibles, Finding Dory. Uh, uh, Finding Dory, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2. That's four. Okay, so that's the fourth. I'm going to say Monsters, Inc. Yep, that's fine. There you go. It's pretty solid, man. It wasn't that hard. See, (laughs) but this is also from a pool of 20 movies. Yeah, that's true. And considering that our timelines are a year or two apart, it's not going to be that. Well, actually, they were kind of different. You had movies that I didn't have on there. I think it's interesting. And that Toy Story 2 might change with three. I'm sure it will. Um... I just, you know, it kind of goes to show that you can't have a bad favorite Devil Wears Prada album. Yeah. It's kind of in the same, mm-hmm. like, oh, you like that one? Yeah, by all means. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, it's just a really perspective thing. And I like Bugs Life. For me, it's on the, like, the lower end of the spectrum. But, again, when you have such a high mountain, like, with such a high peak, 
the low points aren't as low, you know? Now, let me let me throw this out there real quick. Because Incredibles 2 dropped Thursday night, technically, yes. right? Yes. And uh, I saw it. I'll give it a little shtick yeah. if you want. But um, the only other, like, announced, titled Pixar movie that we have is Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. And the other, there's supposedly five more. None of them have titles yet. We have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. So, that just kind of goes to show. Pixar's knows when to hold them. And yeah. they always hold them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean... uh. I, I, what I appreciate about them, I mean, again, I can't speak for cars, but cars too. But from what I understand is that uh, they know they're not going to push out a movie that they don't have a great story to tell with. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's why I they're, appreciate they're, about them. They have a quality control team. Yeah. Well, like I said, other than cars, but I don't know how that whole thing worked out. So I'm just going to talk about Incredibles too. Go for it. Have man. you seen it yet? I have not. You're going to go see it tonight? I'm going to try. You're going to try? Why at work? I got work at seven. So we'll uh, see. What okay. So Incredibles 2. Let me let me start off by saying this is a sequel we've been waiting 14 years for, right? Yep. 14 years. Uh, it does not disappoint. Okay. Incredibles 2 bring Incredibles 2 is a movie that is a stirring pot of all the things you would love out of comic books. Okay. Just so good. Um, there's I, I told Maddie after we saw the movie, I was like, hey, this thing was straight out of X-Men. I love it. They yeah. really incorporated it well. Um, there's a lot of references puns and hits they take at other comic stuff like there's a batman reference in there there's there's <laughs> all this really cool stuff that you're okay. gonna see and you're gonna enjoy um so they introduce a couple of and this is this isn't a spoiler uh-huh. this is just kind of what happens they introduce a couple of side characters also supers um you're gonna like probably all of them yeah um well with the exceptional one or two mm-hmm. uh jeffree star is one of them He's real cool. It, the the girl looks like Jeffrey Star. It's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, it's pretty funny. Her her power is cool. Um, overall, phenomenal sequel. Yeah. Um, let me put it like this: If your favorite Star Wars movie is The Empire Strikes Back, number one, and your second is New Hope or or uh, Return of the Jedi, it's gonna be the same formula. Where you're gonna like Incredibles one better, but this is gonna be a solid, great follow up. Mm-hmm. Great film. Um. Really good villain, actually. Yeah. It didn't fall into the Marvel pit hole of, of oh, bring balance to the universe. Yeah. You know. uh, really good villain. I really like it. And she, it, I should say, has some good, good story, man. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, check it out. Incredibles two worth the watch. Yeah. Um, my recommendation, if you have the time, go to a like a ten o'clock showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep your fucking kids at home for this movie, please. Because yeah. we went, it was it wasn't even like super late, but it was like an eight thirty showing. Movie started at nine. We didn't get out to like you know ten forty five, ten fifty, mm-hmm. and it was like there's a dozen kids in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like as we were walking out, they're fucking asleep. It's like, dude, leave my home. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. you just spent an extra ten bucks for something they fell asleep for. Yeah, it's true. So my recommendation, if you're a grown ass man <laughs> slash woman slash gender fluid whatever you want to be between <laughs> whatever you want to be that day uh go watch it at an early morning or a late night show Copy that. don't see it in between because you're gonna have to deal with i mean i, I deal with that all day so i'm used to that <laughs> yeah, well, okay now don't be that parent <laughs> yeah i got you no i got you for so, sure for sure incredibles too check it out very cool all right man so yeah, that's definitely something that's going to be on the agenda for me personally but like i said it's kind of we, hard we to... can give you an in-depth once we uh once yeah. jacob gets around yes to sir it. so gabe this next one is you man cool we saw a documentary on netflix about funko pops and the whole startup let me say that uh we've been on a documentary binge yeah this you know we attest it um the people behind the funko pop team 
love what they're doing. Yeah. There's a lot of love and care going into it. Mm-hmm. And seeing something that's so obviously a cash cow, you wouldn't think that. Mm-hmm. And kind of seeing where they started from and how this all progressed. The guy who who started up the company, he no longer owns it because he wanted out. But he said that, hey, if I like it, there's got to be at least a dozen other people out there, a hundred other people out there that like it. Yeah. And it turned out you know, to be this big successful boom. So I was kind of watching it and... I was kind of getting a little, I wouldn't say sentimental, mm-hmm. but a bit kind of, you know, kind of looking over my collection. So here's my question to you. What is your favorite pop out of the ones you own and why? Well, I don't own that. I don't own a whole lot. Um, How I many do, do you own just for me? Per, I only own like three. I don't own between you and your wife, like four or five, four or five. Yeah, okay. We don't own a lot. Most of them are behind you actually. <laughs> um, my favorite one is the Han Solo one. I just like Han Solo. Yeah, that's a very cool one. Yeah. I like my Han Solo one though. Uh, I did see an uh, episode on comic book men about this cause they had, they, they just got immortalized and Funko pops. I want to get a, a Kevin Smith one, like really, really bad. Yeah, man. Yeah. I actually, um, a little side note. I was looking at, um, I wanted to pick up the mice Isley Cantina theme on vinyl. Yeah. And the, you know, I found one in immaculate condition and guess who was selling it? The secret stash. Yeah. So, yeah. so when we're over on the East coast, we got to hit Jersey and yeah. it's just got to be one of those things. Man. Yeah. But, sure. um, so I have probably a dozen, which isn't a lot mm-hmm. compared to some of our friends that, you know, fucking love yeah, it. Yeah. Live it. Yeah. So I have a couple in particular that I really like. I have a Cthulhu one that my buddy got me. Yeah. I know you like that one. And, uh, cause it has some weight to it, man. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely not bronze, mm-hmm. but it looks like it could be bronze. Yeah. If you didn't know any better, that one's got some girth to it. Uh, a couple of other ones. I, I really like my Deadpool ones. I got two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I just think they got hella personality. Yeah. And uh, my buddy got me a Super Saiyan Trunks from San Diego Comic-Con two years ago. Mm-hmm. And just for reference, he probably bought that pop for like 10 bucks. Yeah. It is now valued at $60, $70. Yeah. So that's probably my, my rarest pop. Very cool. So that one's cool. Trunks is my dude. Yeah. And yeah, man, I just thought it was cool. They started up making piece. big boys, right? The big boy doll. Yes, yeah. yes, because they set up shop at a Disney yeah. somewhere, and he was like, and "Oh, was, sound I, like hotcakes." I like them. That's a, basically yeah. No, that yeah. was his philosophy, and I think it's a good one, man. Yeah, very, so, very cool. Uh, also, a little side note before I close it out: Funko Pops is much like the vinyl slash record market because if you know the exclusives and you know which pressings people want. I promise you there's people who have closets of these things and to just buy and flip them, man. Yeah. There's a, if you're considering a side gig and you like this stuff, dude, fuck it. Hop on. I get you. Cause Very cool. you know, there, there's a thing against scalpers in any market, but fuck it, dude, you're making money. Yeah, man. It is what so, it is. I mean, it, 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 it's, if it's like, my thing is like, if you have a passion for it, if you didn't like have your own that you collect, collect for yourself, yeah. you can do whatever you want. But if you're just like buying them just to like, you know what I mean? Get well, them out the door, then whatever. But because they had a like interviews with people, mm-hmm. and one of them was like, "Oh, dude, I stood in line for two hours to get my Black Ranger autographed by the OG Black Ranger." Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that's so fucking cool!" And yeah. he's like, "Are you gonna sell it?" No, never. Yeah, and you know, yeah, if you're yeah. that kind of person, then fuck yeah, it, dude. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, do what you gotta do, bro. It is what it is. But yeah, uh, I need to get. I think I should get more. Maybe the little girl like the little collection. Hand yeah, it down man, to her it's or something. it's one of those things where. I won't particularly go out and buy a pop. Like I'm not looking for a pop unless it's a for an occasion, like a yeah. birthday or something, right? Yeah. But if it's one of those things where like we're like shopping around and we see a pop we like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Toss it in. Yeah. For sure. It's one of those. Very cool. All right, let's uh you got it, the superstore topic. What is this? Okay. <laughs> so uh there's a show, it's called Superstore, it's made by NBC. Uh it's on its third season right now, right? And uh for those of you who don't know, 
uh, I was a big fan of the Ugly Betty series, right? Huge <laughs> fan. I fucking love. I ate this shit up. Adrian, I was like, oh, I want to watch Ugly Betty. I'm like, eh. She had the, it on. The OG or the recent one? The the, the one with America Ferrara. Cool. Uh, so I was like, she was watching it, and I was like on my phone, and then like slowly the phone would come down, and I'm like, seeing <laughs> you know, I'm fucking like five seasons deep in this bitch, right? So I watched it. it was, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a big fan of America Ferrara. Uh, so this is a show it's called Superstore. Essentially, it's like The Office. But you, instead of an office, they work at uh, like a Walmart. Dude, it's funny because we worked at Kmart's. So yeah, yeah, very, yeah. It's probably very. So when they talk about soft lines and hard lines and shit like that, I get I get a good kick out of it. But um, so they work at like a Walmart, and they're just people who are out of their fucking minds working at a store, and like a lot of the because obviously this, you know they have a, a, a plot based around it, right? Um, but there's in between like the big plot points and like the funny jokes, they have like interludes of like customers doing weird shit <laughs> like there was a girl who was smelling like a candle and then she took a bite of it and put it back like <laughs> weird shit like that they have a whole bunch of shit like that and um it's a good show it's funny uh, one of the what was that thing i was fucking talking about so they were um that the store and i mean i don't want to spoil it for anybody but uh the store had uh, a tornado right a tornado went through and fucked up the whole store so they're, everybody's in the store freaking out except the guy outside who's pushing carts, right? <laughs> so he's fucking getting rained. It's like an old-ass man, too. He's fucking get, getting rained on. So he's pushing carts, and nobody's telling him nothing. He's still outside pushing carts, and he looks up, and there's a tornado. And this dude doesn't say anything. It's funny because, like, his whole character is, like, he sits there. He stands there. He doesn't do anything, but he's, like, the most productive member of the whole team because, like, his numbers always come back good. Anyway, so this old guy is just pushing this shit back and forth, and he looks up, and there's a fucking tornado, like, right in front of him. He's like, oh, shit. And that's the last we hear of him for a little bit, right? So everybody assumes that he's dead because they found a foot, right? But like everybody's just assuming that he's fucking gone, that he's dead. Um, so they put like they make like a little park bench to him, like have like a name on a little plaque and stuff like that. And they they rebuild the store. And, like a couple weeks after the, the grand opening, he walks into the front door. Everybody's like, like what the fuck? Like what what happened? And like and whose foot was that? Like they're like, why is there a foot? Like what happened? So he's just like, oh, he's like, I got in my car and I went home. Like, you know, he's like, and he's like, I guess you guys emailed the wrong person to come back to work because, you know, you know, that's funny because I, I would used to push carts and it always be at the time when there's utter chaos <laughs> yeah, inside yeah. the store. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's funny, man. I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, yeah. If it, you ever worked at a department store, oh, you, you know, it. man. Yeah, you 100 percent get it. And uh, another thing is that they found uh, a dead body in the wall. <laughs> Because it was a, a creepy uh, a, a floor associate who would like drill holes in the girl's bathroom to look through, but he got stuck and he died. So like, oh my god, that's where the foot came from. They're like, no, he had both feet. So they're just like, <laughs> where did this fucking foot come from? Whose foot was that? So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's funny, man. I, I will check that out, man. You yeah. you definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, uh, America Ferrara's on it. Uh, it's funny, dude. And like, I tell Adriana because like when it comes to this sh- certain shows like that where everybody's out of their mind, I get to, like I just it aggravates me. But nobody gets on my nerves too much, so that's the upside, and it's funny. I think you'd like it. Is it on any of these streaming? It's on Hulu. It's, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu right now. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think they're like three seasons in now. It's good stuff, man. Uh, so I definitely would recommend. I will check that out. Yeah, you've definitely piqued my interest. Cool, in that. very cool. You'll like it. I guarantee it. But yeah, so that's that's the superstar. Check that shit out whenever you guys have the chance. Gabe, this is uh, you got the Godfather cool. one um, and two. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Uh, rewatch Godfather two, like I mentioned, probably two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Great film. Yeah. Um, I kind of came to a uh, train of thought. And the question that arose from it is, what film do you like better, Godfather 1 or 2, and why? 1. I like 1 because it establishes the story. You see the whole rise and fall of Michael Corleone uh, from a well-meaning man to a kind of a, a fucking boss in the mob world. Uh, I like that whole story arc. Uh, 
And I think I, I just like um, Marlon Brando. I think he did it. Marlon Brando was also great. Yeah. Because both of these movies are on like the must watch list. Yes. Like, any must watch mm-hmm. list, right? And I agree with you. I also like one better. But some would argue that two has more layers. And I do agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Two is like a very well done casserole. Yeah. But here's the thing. On my first watch through, I vaguely remember having to look up like, like, oh, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coppola doesn't make much clear in that film. You kind of got to put it together yourself. Uh-huh. And two is a fucking phenomenal film. But one just has something. It's not the simplicity because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. I think it was the way it's presented. My, my here's my favorite shot of the whole film, right? The baptism? No, no, no. Well, that's what's one of them. My favorite shot of the whole film is when they are discussing about when they're going to meet with the Turk, right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out the plan, what they're going to do. And Michael's sitting down in his chair, and slowly, as he's like describing his plan, the camera comes into him. He's talking about how he's going to sit down. We're going to have a meal. He's like, and then I'm going to come out and I'm going to kill him. And then nobody takes him seriously. But then he's just like, I'll, I'll do what I have to do. That's my favorite scene in the, in the whole entire it's an excellent scene in, in the in the whole first movie. Uh, there's a whole bunch of good shit in that whole in that movie. I'm a big fan. And every time I talk about The Godfather, I want to fucking watch it because it's just that kind of movie. Yeah, man. Um, two has some good shots too. Like when two has some excellent shots. Yeah, when uh, you know when they when they go see the, that naked dude with the big schlong. Um, when Fredo's like, oh, uh, what's his name? I forget his, the other guy's name. He's oh, like, in the hotel with the senator? Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, he, uh, he, sh- he showed me him. And then that's when Mike puts together that, oh, my God, Fredo's the oh, one. Oh, you mean the one overseas when they're in Cuba? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant with the senator no, in no, the hotel. No. Yeah, no, that's uh, when they took him to a sex show and he puts everything together. Yeah, he's he gives like, him the kiss. He does, he does, and he does this like with a cigarette in his hand because he's like, he just put together that Fredo's the one. Yep, that, that, fucking. that is an excellent scene. Yeah. Very, very subtle. And, when, and Mike's, eye, like, his eyes shifted when he said that. He's, like, the way his eyes shifted, is, is, it told a great story. Yeah, man, there's a lot of good stuff in both movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. I yeah. was kind of curious to see where you stood on that. I, I am a, a fan of number one as well. Would I, you say that my description of two is accurate with the casserole? Yes, 150%. See, like, I, I could see why people would think two is a better movie. I 100% see that. Me personally, just from it's like a vibe thing, I prefer one. But I understand why people like two more. You know, it's one of those things. Um, remember that argument we had? I think it was uh, Alton who was like, oh, what was he? He didn't say that The Godfather 2 wasn't a sequel, it was a prequel or something. We had like a whole argument. Of like a, it, it really wasn't, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was definitely him we had that argument yeah, with. We're like, we had on and on about it. But um, that's. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, but you can't go wrong with either one. And if you say that you like one over the other, I, I could see why. Let me let my dogs in real quick before they die. Gabe, keep everything going. Cool. So that was our Godfather talk of the week. Um, if you haven't seen Godfather, please sit down. Uh, these movies are a bit of a dedication because they are three hours apiece. But I don't think we're going to devote any more showtime to it because it comes up every once in a while. So um, with that being said, let's get into the big one. E3 yes. just passed uh, what, what, a couple days ago, actually, because yep. it ended on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so let's just skip, skip all the jargon. What are you excited for? All right. So obviously, uh, I don't know if you watched the trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 yet. I did. Um, um, it's too fluid. What do you mean? I know it because they said it's gameplay. Yeah. I don't believe that, man. Yeah. All the reactions and all the... It's fucking scary how, like fluid it is yeah. man it's it's like wow and yeah. it the combat system looks a little new it's, yeah it's probably gonna feel the same but it's gonna it's, it looks new and improved like yeah improved is probably the big word there. and wow man i just i don't want to believe that's gameplay yeah because then what you. am i gonna believe next you know yeah they're definitely that um 
like her transit, like when she was sliding in between like the the bookshelves yeah, and shit like that. Or even like, when she shot the arrow at the dude and he like flinched, yeah. and then another one he flinched again. Yeah, and he, yeah. As he was about to, you know, it's like how good are you gonna get at this? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously Naughty Dog is you know the king when it comes to animating their games. Storyline wise, uh, I think it's interesting. There's some snippets in there that really have me thinking about stuff. I, you know I me, mean? I'm a theorizer. I like to theorize, put these things together, and create my own story. Which nine time out of ten, uh, which but uh, Naughty Dog, I don't believe this will happen. Nine times out of ten is better than what we end up getting, anyways. Um, but um, I, there's some interesting snippets in there, like uh, that Asian guy calling Joel Ellie's old man. I thought that was kind of interesting because that they do have that father daughter dynamic, and I get she calling Joel her dad. Like that's weird to me. Uh, number two, um, why was Joel not? in this trailer that, yeah that's, that's kind of scary question. yeah that's kind of scary to me uh i mean i think it's safe to assume that these group of people who when it transitions over to the gameplay part of it i think it's safe to assume that those people had something to do with the downfall of the the camp that little whatever they got and ellie's very angry so they open that fucking when they you know they go behind her head and she's fucking has a dude around the neck with the fucking blade to his throat and it's just like it's fucking ugh yeah man Jesus it's a little ridiculous yeah uh, so the only thing we didn't get for it is a date yeah which I don't even want well he, Neil Druckmann he's the uh, director for this he's like we are not gonna drop a date until it's very close yeah those are just yeah. say that they're probably gonna drop it six months before the game drops. yeah he said uh, he's like we learned our lesson which I don't really recall at the time. What a fucking murder that dog. Uh, recall a time where, you know, they got bit in the ass with that. But um, for him to be like, yeah, we're going to wait a little bit is interesting. Um, but, yeah, that looks fucking awesome. And uh, I'm a big fan of this, the, the first one. So we'll see. Very cool. How that works out, obviously. Uh, number two is Ghost of... Uh, you gave you better with Japanese words. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Um, I saw this. Uh, kind of interested. Yeah. It's like uh, Assassin's Creed meets Imperial... Japan. Yeah, yeah. Imperial Japan. Uh, it looks, looks interesting. Very, yeah, the, the gameplay that they showed is actually a side mission. Huh. That, that's what the, the uh, developer said. So the fact that it was kind of cinematic in that regards is definitely... We'll see, man. Yeah, uh, definitely interesting. Who's the studio behind this? Do you know? This is Sucker Punch, the same guys who did Infamous. Uh, they did a couple other things, but I know they're known for Infamous. We'll see. I will hold on on this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, if it's good, we'll know. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So um, The combat looks pretty fluid. Um, it looks like it's going to be good. Uh. Sony's press conference was very uh, linear in the sense that they had the seven or eight games that they knew that they were going to talk about, like the ones that they have their names All behind. All bangers, yeah. Yep. And, uh, and that was it. Like They weren't really focusing on third-party developers very much. Stuff that was in-house, the stuff that yeah, they were worried about. It was cool. Sony did a uh, solid job this yeah. year. Uh, I, w- I think uh, a lot of people were upset that they had that whole transition thing. I don't know if you saw like, the whole press conference, but they had, uh, for The Last of Us, they opened up with that, and they were like in a church that was built for them like to start the press conference in so they did that and once the last of us trailer was over it's like okay we're gonna transition over to the other room so there was like this weird in between like sports center style where these guys were talking about other games whatever yeah um you know it is what it is um but yeah so that that's a, that was a big one and that looked pretty good uh moving on to the xbox conference because they fucking delivered and you know me first person to shit on xbox when i have the opportunity to uh but their shit they they did a great job with their uh conference. cyberpunk 2077 looks fucking yeah great super yeah. excited for that game i had to make sure that it was uh both consoles because i had been very upset if it wasn't and it is so that's did, good. there's not much information on it i yeah. love i love the cinematic though it opens up with uh our city was voted worst to live in last year yeah. and it just goes into 
I, I think it's interesting because it uses a lot of bright colors, which is weird to see in future dystopia. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's cool. I'll I'll follow it closely. Yeah. This is probably number two out of the things that piqued my interest. Yeah. Cool. It's very cool. Uh, and of course, th- this is yours, Gabe. Uh, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Um, couple of upsides, couple of gripes. Uh, so DMC five, it's a fucking great series. Devil May Cry has been around for two yeah. decades, probably Forever. a little bit longer yeah. now. Um, I am a huge fan of the series. Uh, let me talk about the trailer a bit. So, um, it moves from Devil May Cry four. It's a sequel to that game. It's not a sequel to the remake, yeah. which I'm kind of upset about because I really did enjoy the remake. I liked the remake Dante. I know some people didn't like that though. There some were people. fans that viciously hated the remake Dante. Yeah, because this is probably one of those series where. It's, you know, you got OGs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's notorious, you know, it's notorious for being hard. Yeah. Stuff like that. But so this is a sequel to Devil May Cry 4. Mm -hmm. A couple of things we see. uh, We see Nero, which was the protagonist for the first half of the game in 4. Yeah. And we see him kind of in a new light with the whole, you know, white blown out hair, which is cool. Uh, I like him as a character. Very cool. The Red Queen of Swords, fucking badass. I love it. Um, First gripe. He had a demon hand in 4. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of his driving force his whole you know kind of part of his story behind it mm-hmm. where he's part demon yeah and he kind of learns to control it over you know as time goes on but now in this one we see a robot hand so now i'm kind of like Whoa. did he skateboard on this hand by the way did he, you he might have yeah because uh, i'm looking have. at him like is that his arm that he just fucking started skateboarding yeah i'm gonna have to rewatch the trailer because yeah. i saw it on my phone and um so my, my my biggest concern is you took this dude who was clean slate essentially uh got a lot of positive feedback from the community because, you know, Dante's this laid-back, witty-snapping dude, while Nero's cynical and very, you know, critical of things. Yeah. And and I don't know. I just kind of missed the demon hand. We'll see. Yeah. I'm sure they got to get an explanation yeah. for it. Or they retconned it or whatever. Didn't, didn't they show somebody ripping it off? <laughs> yeah, man. I got a, I got a bad memory. And yeah. so it kind of transitions because 4 was this kind of fantasy world, mm-hmm. castles and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and now this is kind of like military SWAT future dystopian yeah. setup so it's a blend of four and the remake mm-hmm. i dig it uh dante is an old man in this yeah one. got that old, and that on, the, on the motorcycle yeah. and he he kind of looks like uh what's his face from the walking dead with the crossbow oh uh, daryl yeah he kind of looks like daryl with gray hair yeah. i dig it we get to see some new characters mm-hmm. um but yeah man my gripe is with what are we just gonna forget about the remake yeah because i i did enjoy it yeah and and so kind of what i want to see in this one is a connection no i wouldn't say connection because i get it if they want to drop it yeah um i want to see the control scheme from the remake because it was really awesome and it was not a bitch to learn mm-hmm. and uh, you know i'm probably gonna get shit for this from those hardcore dmc fans yeah it's supposed to be hard yeah. game's supposed to be hard when it's still fair when it's hard because your skill level isn't there yeah a game isn't supposed to be hard because the controls are weird and clunky yeah and i get it you learn them. You, yeah. le- you do the Mortal Kombat. You sit there in training and you fucking figure it out. Yeah. But I don't want to be pulling Kung Lao strings for a small combo. Yeah, I get you. It's, it's kind of my comparison. Mm-hmm. But the, the scheme control setup for f- the remake, phenomenal. It was yeah. fucking great. Real easy. If you wanted to use one weapon, you'd hold one trigger. If you wanted to use the other, you hold down the other. If you mm-hmm. wanted to use your third weapon, you don't hold down either. It's yeah. fucking great. Very cool. Nice and easy. Um. That's all I got to yeah, say about it. Gotta... DMC5. I'm excited. This yep. is definitely my number one. Yep. So moving on, this is actually not on the list that I put down, but uh, Death Stranded. 
don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, Kojima. Yeah, There's more. I got issues with Kojima, man. Yeah, not not with him personally, but this project. Yeah. So this this thing is. Uh, this is probably the, what the third year that we've heard about this, right? This yep. is the whole Death Stranded with Norman Reedus playing who is Daryl from The Walking Dead, which is funny, which I thought was a good segue. But um, three years later, I still don't understand what this game and that's even my about. Fucking issue. Yeah. I think at this point he's just trying to pull a human centipede, and he's just going for shock value. Yeah. And and I think people are gonna pull uh, what we call a Kanye, yeah. And they're gonna try and find meaning where there probably is. Yeah. And I'm you know I'm just talking shit. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. But I think that's what's going on right now. What where we, he's just like, dude, I'm gonna put something weird and bizarre out there. Yeah. And people are gonna be like, oh my god. It's weird. It's uh because there's no direction. There's no. We don't know what it is. <laughs> there's no action. It's a lot of him walking and climbing. And... The only thing we could assume it's a thriller horror right now, and that's yeah. literally it. Yeah. And. Even that, like, because the like these creature things that are like in shadows, but he has to have a light to shine on it, and he's just walking. Apparently, the character is delivering mail. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Death Stranded, but like you said, I think kind of in the same kind of regard that people will see Kojima's name on it, so they assume that it's gonna be. And, this and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a good, you know, yeah. producer out there. And- but and, uh, and uh, I told Adriana this. I mean, obviously, uh, Konami treated him horribly, right? But uh, now we're seeing what Kojima can do without the leash. And maybe there might have been a good reason why he had a leash on him in the first place. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's a mad dog. Yeah, he so, behaves when the owner's near. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to give him a hard time. Yeah, because he does crank out masterpieces. Yeah, but now I'm kind of I'm upset with the delivery of the game right now. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I I'm just shit talking. I could be completely wrong. This could be the game that defines a decade well my thing is like people i think people are giving it uh more of a pass because it is kojima kojima yeah because i think if it was just like another developer where we didn't really know a whole lot about everybody's like well what's this game about why are we why are we yeah, hyped about this somebody what's going what, what's going on like we need more we need to see more like this is not enough kind of a deal but because it's kojima he gets away with the, doing his artsy fartsy stuff and you know all that but that's my opinion on that particular game yeah, but yeah man but oh well what else on. we got in there Gears of War five, all right. So can I, I can I just throw this out there real quick? Um, Microsoft with their big titles have been taking the beaten path. Yeah, and I'll I'll use my example with Halo because Halo was there. Yeah. Uh, one two three three is the one that ends it. Let's take a look at Gears. One two three three is the one that ends it. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Halo drops Reach, which is a prequel technically. Gears drops. I think it's called Judgment. Which is also a prequel, uh-huh. and Judgment was then prequel. they did four. Both of them did four, and now both of them did five. Yeah, and I just kind of hate this pattern that Microsoft has taken for their two big exclusives. Yeah, and it's because like, well, Xbox doesn't really have exclusives anymore, and like you said, they kind of they're not breaking any ground with it. It's just kind of doing the the same kind of deal for both of them, both of the big names. I don't know. Do you like Gears? Have you played them? I well, the I like I know your PS3 fan. I like watching Gears being played. Uh, the only reason why I'd ever consider about buying an Xbox is for Gears. I don't. I'm not big on Halo. I, I've played it. They're fine. Whatever. But I'm more of a of a Gears guy. I think. But uh, I saw the gameplay. It looks good. I mean, it's Gears, man. I mean, not breaking any new. Yeah, ground. that's the problem. Because yeah. it's, it's Gears. Yeah, it's Gears. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what they do, like narrative wise. But um, it looked good. Oh, I'm not gonna fun say little fact. Um, I don't know if they actually announced the movie for it, but. Dave Batista wants to play Marcus in a Gears of War That's movie, a good fit. and I think yeah, I think that is an excellent. Fit. That's a great fit. Because yeah. they fuck, they even look like each other. Yeah, a little bit. I yeah, I could see if that. If he grew out his goatee, yeah, yeah. 
I can see that. Cool That's stuff. Uh, and I think the last one on our list is Eternal Doom. Well, we have Jump Force. Oh, totally forgot about Did Jump you see Force. this? No. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, so Jump Force, you're going to like it. Because, obviously, um, you've, you're a fan of the, the Japanese anime, right? Yes, obviously, sir. we talked about this. So this, essentially, is... I know they've done like the, you know, the anime All-Stars game and stuff like that. But this, essentially, is a high-budget... Uh, oh, I actually do know what this yeah, is. Yeah, high-budget anime fighter here. Yes, 3D. I saw this. Because um, they dropped J-Stars two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Which was an attempt at the same thing. Yeah. And I kind of have issues with anime fighting games. Yeah. Um, I have one that I really like, a series that I really like, uh, the Storm series. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's... there. <laughs> My issue with these anime fighters is that they're focused too much on it being an anime and not a fighter. Yeah. And that's why we haven't gotten any good breakthroughs. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually, I have seen Jump Force, but yeah. because my cynicism in it was so high, I didn't recall what it was because yeah, our, yeah. our buddy Nick yeah. told me about it. And so, that's, that's my thing, man. Don't focus so much on making it an anime. Focus on it being a good fighter. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if it's, fuck it, give me generic kind of characters. If it plays well, people are going to buy it more yeah. than, you know? Yeah, I get that, you. That's my concern. Yeah. Uh, it looked great though, production value wise. It looks like yeah. they they got some money put Tra- into the trailer. Project. Was cool. Yeah. Um, there is a very long list of characters I'd like to see. Yeah. Because there is a very long list of anime I like. Yeah. So this is probably one of those where I'm going to stay clear of until I can confirm that it is a good game. Are you going to maybe dive into the beta if it comes out if they have one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, I <laughs> shit. You know me. I, I don't think I've played a beta on this current gen yet. Yeah. Well, I guess Fortnite counts, but. Yeah. Well, that's a forever beta. But yeah, man, we will see if they if they drop an open beta. Then yeah, I'll probably hop into it. If you gotta jump through some hoops, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I agree with you on fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, it's not my thing. I just thought it was maybe something that you would like because I know that you're an anime fan. Do you know why they call it Jump Force? No, because the like the magazine that publishes all the shonen, the action genre mm-hmm. of manga, yeah. it's called Shonen Jump. Oh, okay. So it's the play on that. Got be that. Cool, man. So yeah, uh, that was now one. Eternal Doom, right? Yeah, now we got Doom. All right, so Doom. Uh, was kind of a sleeper hit a couple years ago when they released the the remake, redo, whatever the fuck, remaster. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, now Doom Eternal is out, is going to be coming out. Uh, and this one, I vowed to jump in when it comes out and not look at footage after the fact and be like, "Fuck, I wish I bought that game," and all that good stuff. And the soundtrack, uh, I'm gonna be all over this shit when it comes out. And I don't know what's your opinion on it, uh, but. So Doom, the OG one, I didn't buy it. I didn't play it. I do like watching it, though. Yeah. There's very few games that I enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a feeling they're probably going to put it up uh, as game of the month for PS Plus, probably right before a second one comes Pro- out. Probably, that's, yeah. I think that's a good hunch because it's $30. Yeah. It's one of those games where you know you play through it a couple times. Yeah. Um, I like Doom. Yeah. I am going to wait. You know how I am with yeah. games. I'm going to wait. Uh, I have faith because the first one was done well. Yeah. I just... Don't want to pay sixty bucks for something yeah, like that. I got you, uh, and I like that the the concept that the hell is probably. I think I don't know if they've done this previously in other dooms, but hell's finally come to Earth because they've been fucking with Mars the whole entire time. So now hell is on Earth, and I think that's interesting. So we'll see what happens with Doom. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, obviously with E three, there was a bunch of million other things that we could talk about, right? Uh, but these were the ones that I highlighted because these are the ones I care about the most. Uh, and all that good stuff, right? Very cool. Yep. So let's move on to the game section of the of the podcast. Oh, you mean music? No, the games, like the games. Like oh, games. <laughs> oh, yeah. No shit, I forgot about those. Yeah. Hurdy doer. Yep. Uh, let's roll with yours. You said you have some good one this week. All right, so I have one, two, three, four. I have four 
of agree these. or disagree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Ready? Yes, sir. All right. Agree or disagree? James Cameron was the Christopher Nolan of his time. Let's take a look at what Nolan is known for because okay. that's our baseline. Yes. Nolan is known for, I would say, his twists. Would you agree with that? Uh, I wouldn't say twist. I wouldn't call it. Okay. Um, I, got an, I got a backup one, and I think you'll agree with this. Nolan is known for his use of light and dark elements, both thematically yeah. and practically yeah. in lighting, right? Yeah. Um, and aside from that, he's known for an excellent story. Yeah. Okay. Um, James Cameron is also known for excellent stories, mm. but in a different sense of the matter. Nolan mm. does gritty work. Yeah. Cameron, um, aside from Titanic and um, Avatar and fuck, what was the other big one? Uh, Aliens, mm. right? Um, I wouldn't call any of those necessarily inherently gritty. They have gritty elements. I wouldn't call them a gritty film. T1, T2. T1, T2 are good action flicks. Are they gritty? Parts, yes. T1. T1 is, yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't say that this is a movie that like you feel twisted about. because mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the big one. I'm going to pull out Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to like Joker. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, you're gonna you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to f- identify with him in parts Gravity. and ways. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of feel gritty about it. You feel weird. You, you, you know, you're going to need a shower after that one. <laughs> and that's kind of my baseline that I'm using here. Yeah. Because you look at things like uh, Inception, where you're going to need some mind bleach after that one. <laughs> or you're going to be arguing about the last point, which yeah. I think is stupid. Yeah. We discussed this. And there, Nolan brings some creative stuff to the table, like uh, Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking gritty film. Yeah. You know what? The reason why I brought this up is because I thought I saw... Well, I didn't see it, but I looked at the footage of Dunkirk, and in my head, I'm like, that looks a little bit like Titanic to me. I think stylistically, they have similar elements. Mm-hmm. However, I would not compare James Cameron to Christopher Nolan. Who's better? I like Nolan's work better. Cameron has some quality stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. This is just personal preference. Mm-hmm. If I were to ever make a movie, you would see a lot of Nolan in my style of direction. Mm-hmm. And that's simply because I like that better. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with liking James Cameron more because yeah. he's great. He's phenomenal. He's he's probably going to be, you know, immaculated when he's yeah. when he departs us. Yeah. And he's gonna, he's an excellent example of an action flick. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that he does gritty movies well. And that's just my opinion. Mm. So I like Nolan more, and deep I cut. I disagree with that one. Okay, that's my deep cut. All right, interesting. Uh, moving on, kind of in another director, kind of a comparative. Quentin Tarantino okay. is the Stanley Kubrick of today. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, okay, let's look at this in a different light now. All right. Uh, I'm not going to par- compare them stylistically because we could make a whole three hours out of that. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's just say that their moving force, their crowd, their appeal. Let's, let's say that, their appeal. Uh, if we're looking at that, I agree. Stanley Kubrick was... The uh, they're fucking reincarnates of each other, yeah. right? Let's just leave it at that. Um, Kubrick has a lot of excellent movies, and he's known for being picky in his movie yeah. dictation yes. in his actors. And there's a whole bunch, of, a whole list we could do. Yeah. Um, each Kubrick, and I think this is what it comes down to, because you could call any of his movies a Kubrick, yeah. much like how you can call it a Tarantino. That was my point. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I agree with that. If we're looking specifically at that, I agree. Yeah. 
Um, anything outside of that, we're gonna have a fucking yeah. That would be a big discussion. That's a big talk. Yeah, because like you can't really break down. You would have to break down very specific aspects to be able to kind of dissect the difference between yes. the two. And there, there is differences. There are major differences. But you have to, like like I said, you have to get in there with the fine tooth comb. And I think stylistically out. and the, the way that less is more, mm-hmm. they both kind of present that in much of their work. Yep. So I, w- I would agree with that fact um, if we're looking at that particular aspect of the kind of notion of this director mm-hmm. or how they're perceived. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, that's a good one, actually. I yeah, like that one. That, that that was one I thought about because it got because, like I said, like that style of film, man. You can't you can't pin down Kubrick or Tarantino to one genre style of movie, but within that, there is a stylistic comparative. Yeah, it's a conglomeration of everything. Yeah, it watching them is like kind of looking into their personality. A bit. Yeah, so that, that's why I thought I thought that was interesting. So uh, these probably won't be as long of a talking point, but outside of R and B, metal is the best genre to display a like a powerful voice to display a powerful voice. I think that's super subjective. I'm going to disagree with you mm-hmm. on that. I w- would say that if we had a couple of country fans in here, they'd say it's country. I yeah. would say that if you had EDM fans in here, they'd say it's EDM. It really depends on what your taste is. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that's me though. And, yeah. and I see you Winston over there. Mm-hmm. Cause I know the outside perception of EDM music is that has no feeling behind it. And I get it. And I've been there, and I can tell you that it's false. That yeah. these people still love their work, their craft, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I think that's what it boils down to: is what you're putting out quality, mm-hmm. not what genre it is. Okay. Because I promise you, we could probably find something of each genre that we both enjoy that's quality, mm-hmm. and that's just my thing. I'm gonna disagree. Okay, copy that. And okay, there has never been a remake that has surpassed the original. There's never been a remake that surpasses the original. Can I get back to you on that one? Sure. I got to go through a list in my head <laughs> that is extensive. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's one out there mm-hmm. that we've both seen mm-hmm. or that at least I've seen because I'm a little more you yeah. know, adventurous with my movie taste. Mm-hmm. I agree. I will get back to you on that one mm-hmm. because I don't want to spend another 40 fucking minutes on movies <laughs> or, or on this particular game of movies. Yeah. Uh, and that is what I got for... Uh, degree of sure. I got two movies for you to guess, sure. and you're gonna see a common thing. The first movie is about a war medic who goes around saving people, and this is a true story. Um, this is um, Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, and the second movie, Saving Private Ryan. No, the second movie <laughs> is about a cat who hates Mondays and also eats lasagna. Garfield. Now, do you see the do you see the correlation? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> an I'm sorry, dude. That's all I prepared for this week. I totally spaced that. <laughs> <laughs> they, were the, they were the only ones I didn't use for the last time I had movies. And I was like, shit, this is all I got. <laughs> hey, man, that's honesty. All right, let's get into the good one. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. Or I should say the creme brulee. Uh, music, news, and reviews. Yep. Um, oh, shit, who's got man. first topic? I got first topic. Did uh, I put that on there? Did you put that on there, Dance Gavin Dance? Uh, well, I put it on there, but I figured you'd have an opinion. Oh, I have an opinion uh, yeah, because well. I didn't remember putting it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hear yours first. So, yeah, uh, new Dance Gavin Dance is out. Uh, it's called Artificial Selection. It's been out for a week now. Yeah, it's been out. Uh, give it a listen, right? Dance Gavin Dance is not my particular cup of tea. Not th- I wouldn't say that because I can recognize the why they're important. Right, why are they important to the scene and the kind of the palate cleanser that they are? Uh, I will say this though: after listening to this particular album, and I never thought I would ever appreciate this particular individual, I miss Johnny Craig. You will go listen to Slaves. Well, I know I have them. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying 
with that combination between uh, John Massey screaming and his very Tillian is not come close to what Johnny Craig can do with, with with power on his voice. He just can't. He has that kind of that raspy quality to it, which is kind of has its own ambiances to it. But I don't think I don't think they're comparable at all. Not even close. Um, but yeah, that that I mean, overall, like I said, I think it was a, a good album. The first couple of songs I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, so like Midnight Crusade, Care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my personal favorite is Count Bassie off that mm-hmm. one. It's mm-hmm. a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are the Johnny Craiger of Dance Game Dance. That's well, that's what you like? No, I actually I see this is why it's why it's hard why it's a great because I I don't as a person I don't like Johnny Craig. <laughs> why historically I don't like Johnny Craig. Well, well, he, well, I can admit he's a very talented individual, but much like uh, I forget the dude's name Tyler Carter from Issues, he needs to just find something else to do because it's not it's <laughs> not the 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 place that he should be. You know what I mean? What doing the Tyler Carter and the rattlesnakes? Yeah, or whatever the like band is? this is not like. Johnny Craig is not built for our world. You know what I mean? Um, and <laughs> we I, don't deserve him. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that. I mean, he's a very talented vocalist. I can admit that. He has a lot of soul in that voice. I just don't think it blends very well. That that particular style blends very well with what we do. So, um, but out of the two, I prefer Johnny Craig. Okay. Um, I have very different opinions on Artificial Selection. Mm-hmm. I think Mothership, their last album, was a masterpiece. Uh-huh. I think it was excellent. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of concerned with what the fuck is Artificial Selection? How is it going to follow up? And it is also a masterpiece. They mm-hmm. went two back to back. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, I do like Tillian. I like him a lot. And we can go back and forth and argue Craig Tillian. It really comes down to preference. Mm-hmm. I do like Older Dance, Gavin Dance. Uh, dude, fucking Mothership. Have you heard it? Have you listened no. to it? It's an excellent album. Mm-hmm. Check out Chocolate Jackalope, which some of their song titles are so yeah. fucking weird. But uh, Artificial Selection, I, I really do like it. I like it forwards, backwards, everything in between. There's a lot of lines that are really good in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what fuck what was the one I, I was telling? The story of My Bros has two particular lines that I enjoy. Um, one of them was, Baby, I'm unruly. Tie me up and school me, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. I mm-hmm. think that's, I don't know, I, I like the imagery behind that one. Uh-huh. And it, also the same <laughs> song is, uh, tell me how a classy lady got so bad. I don't know, I just like the wordplay. Okay. Um, the other day, me and my girlfriend were playing this game where we uh, spit grapes into each other's mouths. It's kind of weird. It's enjoyable. That's, that birds do that, but okay. And um, No, but we didn't like chew them up. They were like whole grapes and we were like firing them. That's even worse, but okay. Right? And so and so I look at her. I'm like, this is the kind of shit Dance Gavin Dance writes about. Yeah. No, you're right. You're sure right about that. <laughs> I, I enjoy the album. Um, So we, my girlfriend picked up the special sauce edition for Urban Outfitters. And for those of you out there, I don't fucking like Urban Outfitters. I don't like supporting them. They had the, the cool pressing of it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, knowing my luck, I would get the one defected one. So we went to go return it yesterday. And they're like, oh, it's sold out everywhere. And I'm like, just fucking take it. I'll get a delegate from somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of upsetting. But I think it's an excellent album. Yeah. I, I do quite enjoy it. I like it. Uh, but like I said, I, I, I miss that. that, that Wh- which Dance Given Dance album would you say is like your Dance Given Dance album? Downtown Battle Mountain. Good. Yeah. That is a solid one. So, yeah, like I said, I, they were always like an outlier for me because they're not. They're they're experimental, man. We they're weird. Yeah, week. they're weird. They they don't because you could put them on a on a bill and they don't really fit any. Well, any uh, I see stars open up for um on this tour. Yeah, which is also a kind of strange out there, man. I see stars. That's a name I haven't heard in quite some time. Yeah, probably for a good reason. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, no, I, no, I totally feel you. Um, dance game dance is t- 
totally out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, again, talking with the girlfriend. How the fuck did these guys come together? And they're like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I don't... The, they, you, know what, you know what happened? <laughs> okay. This is what happened with them. Drugs. <laughs> well, not just that. They were a screamo band that auditioned singers and they're like, holy fuck, this guy can sing. And that's where it came from. And it's just like, well, let's just do weird stuff since we can. Alternative theory... Um, they are aliens from another planet trying to learn our ways through funky riffs and dance moves. And yeah. I think I like that one better. Will Swan is a, is a, is a great composer. I'll give him that. Well, yeah, Will Swan is an excellent composer. Um, check it out. Yeah. Uh, let I us know what you think because I think Artificial Selection is great. Jake. Uh, Where does it fall in your album of the year? It doesn't top uh, prequel. It's I would say it's probably top five right now. Okay. I It's a good jam, man. It's a good jam. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. No, let's get into. Do, do you have another topic before I, this next no, one? No, no, no. Okay, let's get into what I call the certified bangers. Now, for those of you who don't know, it has to go through a process of you know to become certified. And I just think a lot of the shit <laughs> to become we, certified. To right? <laughs> a, a lot of the shit we got this week was certified bangers. Let's start off with the big one. Uh, Silent fucking planet. Yeah. Did you listen to the Northern Fires? Wow. Yeah. Wow, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're dropping a new album. Because it just might be a single. It might be kind of like the Doomsday setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the song called Northern Fires and then Guernica in uh, parentheses. Holy shit. This is probably better than Depths 2. Yeah. It is phenomenal. Yep. Um, so originally, when I had listened to it a couple of times, I had texted you saying, yeah, the cleans are okay. I don't really like them. I think we're at that point where I was talking about the Matrix, where I was like, "Yeah, this is the CGI is kind of noticeably outdated." Yeah. But the rest of the movie is so good, it makes up for it. I yeah. think I'm at that point where I'm like, "These vocals can stay," mm-hmm. and I just think it is probably the heaviest single we've gotten so far. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am honestly got blown away. Hopefully, uh, it's not just a single, a standalone. Hopefully, it is related to a piece of work because. Early impressions imply that this may be album of the year. With a single single, man. With a single single. Um, so they, I mean, it's like, I, I what the fuck? <laughs> this commercial, I'm sorry. Uh, but um, it's not the first time that I've ever had a band have two releases in a row go back to back. We had August Burns Red do that a couple years ago. Um, and if Silent Planet continues and if it's actually an album, they can do it again. Let me throw this out there. If this is their new style, wow. Yeah, it's it, very good. And th- this podcast gives Silent Planet a lot of love. And I mean a lot of love. I just want to say I was on that boat first and you're like, oh, it's okay. Because um, <laughs> you threw some, like you threw Panic Room at me, which is very niche. Is it? I would say it's niche, uh, bro. Okay, you're the one banging on Poetic Core, but then you're the one throwing Panic Room at me. <laughs> Why did you not throw Psych Escape at me first? No, no. Well, it, well, it was because it was a single. I'm like, oh, I like this song. Let me just send it to Gabe. Jesus but Christ. It, it, a lot of these bands, you kind of... You, you throw like me poetic, the wrong thing. I like Poetic Core. Right, but then you have issues with being as an ocean. Well, it's not... I like being as an ocean. I'm a fan of being as an ocean. I just don't like them live. At least in the setting that I've seen them a couple times. Okay. Uh, besides that... Hmm? Panic Room is good. Yeah. I, I like a lot of other stuff better than Panic oh, yeah. Room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the issue where you're like, hey, listen to this song. And I was like, okay. Um, but this, Northern Fire, seriously, if you haven't listened to it by now, fucking check it out. Yes, it is. Wow. It is great. 
Uh, other than that, I'm going to go complete full U-turn. If you haven't noticed, I am wearing board shorts today. Uh, yeah, that's, they're very, very high. Um, do you know <laughs> do you know whose who's band this is from? No, it's 100th. Okay. Okay. Oh, they dropped. Okay. Now let me let me throw this out there. Um, they dropped a remixes B side of mm-hmm. the last album, seven tracks. Okay. And it's progressive house music. I like it. Okay. I, I I genuinely like it. I think it's good. It's um. I think the last album they dropped wasn't really what I wanted clearly or what I was looking for, and that's fine. I don't have to like everything they do, right? Mm-hmm. The remixes are very good. I enjoy them. I think if you enjoy electronic music and like kind of trancey stuff, check it out. Yeah. Because it is a good electronic album. Yeah. I will say that it's seven songs. It's good. Um, that being said, I you know I've kind of gotten over it. It's 2018. Be whatever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. Uh, moving on. A uh, band that I've been there since day one. Shivups uh, or shapes <laughs> with the V. Okay. Now I found I finally Jesus. found the perfect way to describe the lead singer Brandon. Okay. It is the love child. Of Burt McCracken and Jason Butler. Check out Shapes. They dropped a single the other Friday called War. Fucking good. This Damn. album, don't sleep on them. Okay. Seriously, these guys are going to like skyrocket. So I had, so when I type it in my... S-H-V-P-E-S. <laughs> okay, good. And also, <laughs> I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it one more time. When Keith was having issues at home with family and health, uh, Brandon from this band uh, stepped in... <laughs> For every time I die. Yeah. And that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So that's the next one. I, I've got a bunch more. We ain't done here yet. Boy. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Grin dropped a single called See You Soon. I I hate to say it. I really do. It slaps. It's really good. Yeah. What's and, Why do you hate that? Because Alex Kohler, man. <laughs> I, was, I was there when Chelsea Grin had that EP that wasn't even out anywhere. It was like on SoundCloud mm-hmm. or on MySpace mm-hmm. back in the day. And I was like, wow. And then, you know, Desolation. And I've kind of followed him through the years in the background. And it's weird because Alex Kohler and the guitarist were the OG members. And, you know, as any metal band, people come and go. But yeah. those two stayed through it. And now Alex Kohler is like, well, you know, I got to, yeah, I get it. And this dude that we got is from Lorna Shore. And this new single is good, man. Okay. I, uh, I, I was excited for Chelsea Green on Warped Tour. Then I was not excited for Chelsea Green on Warped Tour. Now I'm back on that first one. I'm excited for good. Chelsea Green on Warped Tour. Very good. And I think that is something we should all uh, check out. Okay. Uh, a source has told me that the new Hollywood and Dead album is actually pretty good. Uh, now, I haven't listened to it. I can't confirm it. I will get back to you on that, though. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to save these last two for my recommendations. Okay. Oh, and Alpha Wolf dropped the new single with the new Screamer. It is excellent. What's the name of it? Alpha Wolf. Okay. Is the uh, is the band? Uh huh. Um, check it out. It is excellent. And this was my recommendation for last week. So. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. And that is my certified banger. <laughs> we got a lot of good ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I ain't got nothing for as far as like certified nothing. I like that name though. That's something. That's something we should. Cool stuff. Maybe we should just remove music recognition. Just call it certified bangers from here on out. Certified bangers. Yeah. Well, all right. Now are you ready for my recommendation? Yes. Because you're gonna like these. Um, do not sleep on this band. This band is is gonna be excellent. They dropped a single called Detachment. The band is called Advocates. Advocates. Okay. Check it out. Advocates. Okay. Rips. Let me get that. Let me get that, that out. is an excellent one. Um, in addition to that. Uh, in addition to advocates mm-hmm. any of the bands we mentioned here it is an opportune time to get into them now yep um i would also throw out that gorillas dropped some new stuff and they're Did dropping they? yeah three singles mm. uh, and they're 
they've got an album dropping, so they're going back to back, man. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a uh, seems to be a trend with them. And Earth Groans dropped a single called Avarice. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also excellent. Yep. Those are my two, technically three, musical recommendations for the week. Cool. Check them out. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to two people we both uh, love and follow. First one being uh, Davey Muse, because mm-hmm. all the Shovel Brand stuff is up on sale. Mm-hmm. If you want to look good and feel good, check it out. Mm-hmm. They're having some big stuff. Yeah. 100% of profits go to feeding homeless kids, cool. which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one, Austin from Ghost Key. They're also having a big sale. Um, I like Ghost Key. Mm-hmm. Um, their merch is really fucking cool. Yeah. And the dude from Beartooth designed their merch because he's also their manager. Yeah. Check it out. Um, it's If you're looking for new apparel. Uh, Very cool. Those two. And another quick shout out to uh, a particular individual. Uh, and I covered earlier how the UFC event was last weekend, right? Uh, on the preliminary events, uh, Curtis Blades, Curtis Fraser Blades is the number fifth, was the number five ranked heavyweight uh, in the world. Now he's, I think, number two. I, I actually went to high school with him. I, wow. I know him personally. Small fucking yeah. world. So shout out to him. Uh, one last shout out. Uh, I promise. Last one. Kurt Travis. Do okay. you remember Kurt Travis? Yeah. Kurt Travis from Dance Cave and Dance? Yeah. He's on the new album. Is he now? Yeah. He, him and Tillian. Go back to back on shelf life. Weird. Totally forgot to mention that. So I, I said, fuck it. We're going to make it a shout Kurt out. Travis. It, you know, I, it's funny because it kind of reminds me of what Vanna did when Dave was like, fuck it. Anybody who's ever been in this band. Was yeah. Cool. Might as well, right? So I, I thought it was a cool Except little thing. Except Johnny Craig. <laughs> Johnny Craig's like. So, yeah, man. I think that's all we got for this week. Sweet. Only, hey, we, like that. For, like, I don't know. I like, last, last, like the last couple of weeks, like it's been really top heavy. And then it's just like, okay, that's just. No, rest. man, it's it's been pretty solid this week. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say, uh, we're not going to say what it is yet, but this is episode 75. We're coming close to 100. Yeah, Be on yeah. the lookout. We're going to do something special for you guys. Yeah, we're going to figure something out. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure I something out. I got some ideas. You got some ideas? But yeah, man, uh, World Cup's going on. And normally I don't care about the World Cup, or soccer rather. But every time the World Cup comes on, I get involved. I remember, I don't know, Mexico beat Germany, so I don't know. But yeah, uh, other than that, I really don't have much else for this week. I think that's, that's, a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. But yeah, so with that, uh, thank you everybody, all the new listeners that we've had recently. We've had a sudden surge. I know we talked about the last couple of weeks, but the surge has been good. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys go about the normal channels uh, to like and subscribing all our good stuff. Google Play, Spotify. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Podbean. Radio, Podbean. Uh, uh, iTunes Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, all the places you can find these podcasts, we are there. And you can find us. And you can click, keep on clicking that download button. And keeping us going up, moving upwards also, and onwards. Also, me and Jacob are not that hard to find on Twitter. Nope. In fact, we actually retweet the episode like three or four times throughout the week. Yes, sir. So if you want us to stop, retweet <laughs> that also. <laughs> so we'll have to do so less work. We don't have to, goddammit. But yeah, that's the plan, and that's the way it is. So next week, we will see you back here for episode 76. 76. In a minute, I have to get start getting ready to go to work. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was the Second City Kids podcast, and we'll see you back here next week. Deuces.